So welcome to the County Live podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. First up, we went along to county training this week to catch up with Jim Gannon, but firstly we managed to grab a word with Michael Clark. Michael Clark, welcome to the podcast. First of all, tell, well, first of all, tell us how your knee's doing. Uh, my knee's all right, to be honest. Nick's just had a look at it then. Uh, it's, um, it's a weird one because I, um, as I fell over and as you see my knee, I've got a split patella. You don't know until you have an x-ray. It's in two pieces, my, my kneecap. Some people are born like that, some people aren't. And when he's come on the pitch, my knee did jar, so he's assumed that my kneecap was out of position. I've come back inside, the doctor's looked at it and said it's it's back in. And then um, just trying to treat it as it was like that, as, as I did dislocate my kneecap kind of thing. But I don't, it's feeling good, to be fair. Hopefully we're training next week. When you say training next week, do you go one step at a time with this? Is this not the kind of thing you rush, I guess? Yeah, I think um, Tuesday I'm just going to try some running because I've not done any running since last Saturday, the Saturday when I did it. So, yeah, just run in and see how it goes and then hopefully train Thursday As a player who's obviously captained the club before you know and you sort of overlook the players is it beneficial in some ways for you to step back and see the lads training and maybe get a, a different perspective or would you just rather be out there playing I'd rather be out there playing but to be honest on Saturday was the first time since I've been at Stockport that I've had to sit in the stands at, at uh, Edgeley Park and watch watch a game so it's a bit strange but it's good to see, like, meet people you don't see you know, behind the scenes doing the half-time raffle and stuff. You had to go and do it on the pitch. It's nice. It's, I enjoyed it, to be fair. You know, fancy getting into that full-time now, join the, join the numbers out. Not really, no. I'd rather be playing, to be honest with you. I can see there's uh, a lot of smiles, a lot of happy faces going around the club tonight. I believe you're going for a curry or something. Yeah, we're going for a curry at uh, Saffron in Marple. So, Harry's captain, but he's, I'm designated uh, chief night out organiser, whatever that is. <laughs> so, uh, I've organised this curry tonight. What's it like having these? Because there's obviously a great team spirit. What's it, what's it like being able to get all the lads together around a table? You know, it's just, it builds team spirit, I guess. Yeah, well, Rossi did it last year, didn't he? And to be fair, I helped him out a bit because it's difficult to get 18, 20 lads turning up to something. Like now, he's in Marple, it's a good 20 minute drive. Some people are going out, the, out of the way. Whereas the Vav just go home. But if we can get them all together and get everyone laughing and joking, it helps on the match day, doesn't it? Give, it, give, it, give us the mood in the camp considering it was a hard-earned victory uh, last week but we're into the next round of the FA Cup and we can now crack on with the league you say you want to take the momentum from the cup onto the pitch let's speak on the pitch what's, what's the mood around the camp like going into the next game? Everyone's buzzing everyone's looking forward to it it should be this weekend it's a win it's still game at the bottom of the league aren't you you're, open, you're not open so you're going to turn up get the three points work hard and then look at the FA Cup next Saturday against FC United Talk about FC United in the Cup. Obviously, we didn't know at the time, but they, they have progressed. Should be a decent crowd, maybe a televised game. Hopefully, no more in the next few days. How are you feeling ahead of that game? I wouldn't be playing in that game because it should be a decent crowd. Obviously, the FA Cup, like last year, it's, everyone wants to play in these games. Like the game on Saturday occurs, and you want, I want to play that game. I want to play every game, but the FA Cup is just something about it. You know, yeah. Through to the next round and seeing who you get and watching the draw. It's exciting, isn't it? We, we, were, we were talking about this uh, the other day with a few a few players and managers. If we could give you any draw in the FA Cup, let's say we get to the third, fourth round, and I can say, Clarky, forget money into the club, just for atmosphere and a, uh, you know something that you want to play in, I'll give you any draw. Who would you go for? Probably Man United away, wouldn't it? <laughs> to see that you support and then 
getting them away there would be, be good wouldn't it? good for the club as well get Fancy some money Fancy us against them yeah, probably, yeah, it's 11 men against 11 men, isn't it? You never know. Listen, Clark, I can see everyone getting ready. Just before we go, yeah. what's your choice for curry? You a spicy man? No, everyone's taking the mickey to me. So I got a chicken tikka masala, but Sam Minion's got a chicken korma, so that's worse, I think. <laughs> who's, the, who's the spicy one? Uh, Small, he's gone for some crazy things, like chicken tikka gel frazy boon or something. <laughs> so what the hell is that? Well, I look forward to hearing the, uh, how it went on Saturday. All the best for tonight, and I'll uh, see you at the weekend. Yeah, great. Cheers, mate. So after training, Chris caught up with Jim Gannon back at Edgeley Park. Well, Jim, very good evening to you. We'll, we'll start by saying congratulations getting through, uh, getting through to the next round of the FA Cup qualifying. Let's look back at that game. It was not an easy game, but we got the job done. Yeah, a very tough draw when you consider the teams that were in the round. Um, and Curzon are, uh, you know, they've, they've strengthened and made themselves extremely solid. Um, they played with four centre-halves and three full-backs in the game. Tough tackling, uncompromising sort of play. So it was always going to be difficult for us to break them down. Um, but we kept working at it and kept doing, switching it and probing. And eventually we got them on the back foot and uh, I think we deserved a win in the end. It was a, a, quite a professional display in a very difficult circumstances. It showed the spirit of the club that's, that's needed from time to time. That the, the team needs that fight. When, when games aren't really going their way, like you say, there's... A lot of tough tackles in there, and you're going in nil nil at half time when you would have liked to have had a goal and maybe could have done this or could, could have got that. But it showed that the team kept on fighting, kept on going, and then we're giving the rewards and then and then did the job professionally, like you say. Yeah, I think what we have to understand is that um, now that we've enhanced what we're doing here and our, our reputations get stronger and stronger at home, when you look at some of the results, especially teams looking at the Southport result and probably thinking. We don't want to be on the end of that. So they're coming and um, making it even more difficult for us. Um, you know, So we said to the lads, if we settle down at half-time, they won't have the same energy. They won't be able to put in the same commitment in the, sec- in the second half. And if we just keep moving the ball and make them work, gaps will open up. Um, we'll have the players that will pop in in the right areas. And um, we got that. And we obviously create the opportunities, um, including the goal. Um the only disappointment for me is we didn't kill the game off when we had them other opportunities. Mm. Um, but then, and then, then in the end, they're, they're, they're throwing everything at it and they're going to get a half chance or two, uh, which they did at the end. But I, I still think that we would deserve winners on the on the day. I know we don't want to look ahead too far, and uh, you know we will, of course, speak about Ferriby. But on the topic of the FA Cup, you happy with the FC United draw? It should be a good crowd for the game. You would have thought. Yeah, when you look at the draw, you, you're kind of saying to yourself, well, the you know, being at home, it's a. I, w- I would fancy us at home against anybody that was in the tie. Um, you know, although you've got the likes of a couple of teams that are big hitters at this division uh, still in the competition. But um, and when that draw came out, I felt well, if we get a minnow at home or FC and I know it's still going to be a fantastic occasion. Um, I was at the game on Tuesday night after training and um, got a good look at them. Um, and FC United deserved. You know, they had too much for the opposition on the night. Uh, I think it sets it up nicely because FC United are having a difficult time at the moment in the league. You know they had four straight defeats in the league, and that it was a welcome respite for them to be playing some good football in the FA Cup and, and getting into the next round. So they'll be looking forward to it. We'll be looking forward to it. But at the moment, our priority this weekend, as you said, is is getting back to winning ways in the uh, the National North because ultimately uh, we're in. We'll like last season. We'll enjoy the FA Cup run, but 
when that's come and dusted down, we, you know, the turn of the year, it's all about getting in the playoffs and getting promoted. Yeah, the league is the bread and butter. And you're talking about FC United having a, a tough time in the league this season. Well, the visitors this weekend, North Ferriby, they're having a tough time in the league as well. I believe it's only their second league win they'll be looking for this weekend. Just break down your thoughts on the visitors this weekend. Um, again, um, taking a step back, I'm not talking so much about the management and the team and the players that they have, but um, no, it would have been not 15 months ago, all our fans would have been wishing to be in their shoes, a team that gets promoted. But it's like what you know I said previously, um, why bother? If you've got absolutely no plan whatsoever to stay up or, or to continue and grow, and so they've been one, they've been symptomatic of a team that's like chase promotion without much thought about the consequences of it, and it ultimately is going to come at a detriment to the club because um, they change the manager after promotion, uh, they come down, the, the momentum's against them, and if they're not careful, there could be another alternate, um, and so a team that's kept. Getting as many teams um, that have been promoted from this level um, that have stayed up, there's as many that have been relegated and relegated again. So I think it just shows you that um, there's no point going up unless you have a plan. So I think North Ferriby have found themselves in a very difficult position. Uh, you know, they've changed managers, um, they've rejigged the squad, um, and they find it hard really to get themselves going. And um, But having said all that, um, <clears throat> It's a one-off game to come to Edgley Park. I know they're going to make it extremely difficult for us. Uh, I watched them on Sunday. Um, they say whether you're a part-time or a full-time manager, it just feels all time at the moment. Um, but I watched them on Sunday, and it was a very interesting game. I thought on the day that um, 1874 deserved the win. I just had a little bit more endeavour, maybe a little bit more confidence. Got the goal, and once you have that, then uh, your tails are up. Um, but Ferriby looked like a, a team that's lacking a little bit of belief and confidence um, so the manager's got a tough task there really putting that into them You mentioned that they've rejigged things and they've changed managers and changed plans and now they're looking a little bit in confidence they're maybe a little bit low as the opposing manager do you think we've got to go for this now uh, I know in the past you've spoken about if we're 3-0 up let's push for 4 rather than shut up shop if we've got 4 let's go for 5 do you think is this a game where if they're struggling let's go for them I, I think um, uh, you know we We've played, let's say before the Southport game, we've played Gainsborough, got a 1-0 win. Their managers talked about how they were unlucky. Uh, that's his perception of the game. Bradford had come and got a draw. Um, so the next manager comes thinking, if we keep this tight, uh, we can get a result, we can get a draw, maybe nick a win. And Southport got the shock of that. Um, now any team coming to Wesley Park is going to look at that and think, that's the first thing we want to avoid. Um, so I expect Ferriby to be a tough nut to crack I expect them to be hard working strong, making sure they keep a clean sheet they haven't got a lot of goals in them I think they've only scored three in um, what's 11 league games and an FA Cup game uh, so that's a poor return uh, so that suggests huge problems in terms of the way they attack uh, they actually play with two strikers and, and adopted a diamond system themselves in midfield um, but I think uh, the main problem is that they've shifted goals. and um, But we, we can't expect to be talking about a plan that when we're 3 or 4 nil up to kick on. I think it's really all about uh, doing what we've done here, which is uh, control the game, keep probing, keep working, take the goals when we can, keep pushing for a second and third. Uh, but ultimately, the, the secret of what we've done here really is 
it's a clean sheets as well on top of that. And if you keep clean sheets and control the game and score goals, you're going to pick up a lot of points at home. Let's talk about the county players. I spoke to Michael Clark before. Uh, he was saying he wants to get back into the team and play. And there's a couple of players who've been out uh, with injuries lately. Jimmy Ball, Harry Winter. Of course, Matthew Warburton came off. But they seem to have this mentality that they want to get back on the pitch. Now, they want to get playing again. For a start, how is the squad looking? But also, it must be good to have a good mentality between the players. I, I think we've always had a great mentality. Um, you know... I think when you reflect on what we're trying to achieve as a part-time so we're trying to be as professional as possible in what we're doing. I think we've got some good professionals. We've got lots of support stuff that going on, you know, qualified staff, strength and conditioning, physio, uh, match analysis. Uh, we're giving the lads every opportunity to develop as part-time players. And uh, once we're as, if you like, as well-equipped and the best professional side we can be part-time, then we've got to look at improving the structures, which we're already doing uh, with the use of the SCFC Academy, uh, make players making of, you know, use of the Mondays and the and the Fridays if they like. Um, but yeah, there's a good mentality about the guys. Uh, I think Matty Warburton is one player that we were concerned about for the weekend. He hasn't trained as yet, um, but it's a it's a bruising, it's a dead leg. So we're hopeful, uh, and he's desperate to play. Uh, obviously, Gary Stopford came on from at half time and looked really really strong uh, and added to us. Um, and then if, on top of that, uh, we've got Harry Winter trained on Tuesday and Thursday. Jimmy Ball trained this evening. Um, ben McKenna's looking a little bit stronger for having free training sessions under his belt, along with Adam Thomas. So the half-hit players are a lot stronger, looking like they can play much more than 60 or 30 minutes. And then we've got two players that come back into that midfield mix to really give us strength. Um, the only doubts is, um, is Matty Warburton. And Darren Stevenson, because he's not been 100% with an ankle injury, we felt this is a, probably a good time for him to take a step back, get himself 100%. Um, and why we have the likes of Adam Thomas playing the way he is, Ben McKenna, Bowen Dixon, Matty Warburton, then we can afford to have one player dip out and get himself 100% right. Uh, with regards to Michael Clark, um, he's feeling really good after, but you've got to remember that his patella uh, was. He, he, Michael's a unusual. He's got um, uh, he's got a split patella anyway, which is unusual. I've heard of it before. I think you and Holden had it as well. So, kneecap, yeah, your kneecap is in two parts. And sometimes when a, a surgeon sees that, he thinks, "Oh, he's broke his kneecap." But um, I remember you and Holden having something similar, and it kind of affected his medical. But players get learned to play with it quite effectively. It may be one of the reasons why his patella tendon um, uh, moved. Um, he's feeling great. He's done all the strength work, but we have to be careful because what we don't want to do is, is while there's a little bit of um, issue within the knee to, to create any instability. But what we'll do is small steps with him, um, and I'd like to think that he may well be back for the FC United game. And um, like I said, he's, like I said, apart from from just having to build up, uh, there's nothing wrong with him. So um, you know we've got a couple of issues with other players, but really we've we're, you know apart from. Players who are maybe only going to miss one game. We've got a, a really strong squad to pick from this weekend and the next. You've mentioned a couple of players there who uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you about. We'll get on to Gary Stopforth in a minute. I want to start about Adam Thomas. He's come back and he's looked the bright spark that we know he can be. We know we saw glimpses of it before his injury and he's popped up with a fantastic finish uh, at the weekend. Just tell us what it's like having a fit Adam Thomas in your squad. Well, it's great. Like I said... I can't say it's like a new signing because, um, 
like it's been here that long, but it, it definitely has been it's coming at the right time for us. Um, it's been a little bit compromised in the last couple of games because we've not been able to play him where we want to play him because of players either not being fit or not doing the business or not turning up. Um, so, And also the fact that we were conscious that he'd only have 60 minutes of a 21s game. I asked me if he fancied 20, he was delighted with that. And then we built to a 45 and now to a 60. In fact, because he scored, we thought the adrenaline might carry him a bit further. I think in total he probably got 66 minutes. Um, but a great 66 minutes from in a goal, uh, you know, match winning uh, thing. So it is good to have him back and he's got great versatility. He can play as a nine, uh, a second ten, he can play off either flank. Uh, so he gives us great options, uh, you know, and if we wanted to adopt him as a, or adapt him as a, a wing back, he could do that as well if we wanted to put more strikers on. So uh, a great asset to have in the side at the moment and uh, definitely a bright spot um, from, from the, the last couple of games. He doesn't seem to be playing with any fear you see players sometimes come back from long injuries and they tend to be a little bit shy at first maybe sometimes they don't get over it but Adam doesn't seem to be taking that psychological hit he just he, he looks like he wants to get back out there and he, he goes for everything yeah but I, I still think that that's, that's a process he's gone through um, I think when he first came in pre-season I think he was a little bit like that and then he had this like incident in the um, I think it was the barrel game where after 20 minutes he's fallen awkwardly you know, he's devastated because he thinks he's done the injury again. And he's realised that he hasn't, um, that he's, he, the graft in his uh, in his knee is, is perfectly fine. Um, he had a little bit of bruising in the knee. Uh, kind of that shock kind of made him realise that, um, you know, he's, you know, if he can take that kind of hit and still come back um, and be, be fine, then he's very little to worry about. And I think he's played with a lot more freedom. Uh, and again, very professionally, he's gone about his business off the pitch. Sometimes players who play get a little bit blunted. They sometimes get little knocks and they carry injuries and then the, the performances dwindle a little bit. And sometimes coming out for one or two games re-energises them, gives them a chance to focus on a little bit more strength and dynamic work. And I think now that um, Adam's come back, he's certainly had an impact. Like I said, as a 20, 45, 66-minute player. And um, like I said, we'd be looking to push on. And uh, like I said, if he's in that kind of form, keep going. Uh, we're hoping that we can do something similar with Darren. Um, you know, be able to step him back a little bit. You know, psychologically get over anything that's lingering there. Get yourself 100% right. Nick Donnelly can do some intervention work with him to get him really dynamic and really strong and confident. And if we can get him back on the pitch flying, then you know we've got a fantastic array of attacking options. Then the other returning player I was looking forward to speaking to you about was Gary Stockforth. Uh, we were talking uh, about last weekend against Curzon. It was hard to break them down. They were physical. We had to move it around, etc. Gary Stockforth comes on at half time, and I thought there was a noticeable shift in movement, if you like. There was a, a, a bigger motor in the middle of the park, and we moved it around between midfield and attack a little bit more. And ultimately, you know, we've, we've scored in that second half. How, how was it for you being able to bring Gary back into things? No, uh, well, I wanted to play him on Tuesday, um, and he was going to. Uh, feature in that game along with Ben McKenna, so it was nice for both of them to come on as subs. And, and you know, perhaps if we had had that kind of energy at Telford, it might have been a different game. But it was great for Gary. I thought 45 minutes was right for him. Um, you know, we'd obviously had a, a, a cameo role in the previous game and looked a little bit short of the kind of sharpness, the tenacity, the kind of second gear and going again. And he was excellent when he came on. I think there were three major changes in the second half. I think we were much more controlled in the way we came out with the ball. And switched it. I think um, we asked Adam Thomas to 
to look less in behind and more around the front. And then with Gary's energy, them three things combined with us really looking like we had an extra player in their half most of the game. And uh, we moved the ball quickly and got into some great opportunities. But Gary um, certainly gave us that sort of little bit of spark, little bit of energy, um, you know, the tackle, the pressing, the breaking and sliding people in. He kind of, he made us feel like we had an extra player on the pitch. So, um, you know, credit to him. But like, it's good to have him back. We've been waiting patiently for him to come good. So it's nice that he's starting to come in. And it was important as well with the likes of Jimmy Ball and Harry Winter uh, out injured. But, you know, when we trained tonight, it was fiercely competitive tonight. What what a fantastic session we've had. And, and when you think about the quality that was competing in midfield tonight, and um, there's a lot of hunger in the squad at the moment to, to be part of uh, getting the league campaign going and, and enjoying the FA Cup campaign as well. So it's been a good training session, fantastic training session. You say there's hunger in the squad, although I would hope not, considering they're going out for a big meal tonight. All in all, we're in a good place for Saturday. Yeah, the lads have gone out. I think they've been... Um, Invited up to Marple for a free curry, so they're going to enjoy that. Um, no, no, I think there's a, a lot of things that are very healthy. The club, great spirit amongst the players, the staff, the the board, and the fans. I mean, there's so much positivity at the club, and I know sometimes result can make people get a little bit down and start questioning whether things are right or wrong or negative or positive. I think we've got a lot of good things at this club, a lot of things to be proud of. We're a club that our field is building and growing. Um, and any success we have, I feel now we're in a position that it will be sustainable. So now it's, it's time for us to kick on. And um, I think the next two, three, four games will, will certainly be, uh, the honest will be on our players to prove to people that they, they're they contenders this season. And um, like I said, I, I think they've, they, they're definitely hungry for that as well. Well, Jim, as ever, it's been a pleasure. All the very best for Saturday. Thanks so much. So, Chris, give us your reflections on the game against Curzon Ashton. Well, it was a tricky game at home to Curzon Ashton last week. It was the FA Cup. It was a chance for us to take our minds off the league. Uh, I think that was needed. Uh, And it was a hard grafting win that maybe the players did need to build up some confidence. Uh, You know, maybe, I'm not saying morale was low, but a shot in the arm is always welcome. Uh, So for us to get over the line in the fashion that we did, uh, a hard-fought, grafted, battled performance... It might just be what the players needed. And we're going to go into a game this weekend against a team desperate for points. This is a team who find themselves exactly where they didn't want to be when they got promoted a couple of years ago. You know, they went straight up, straight back down. uh, And now they're in danger, as Jim Gannon says, of doing an altering game, of dropping down again. So they're going to be desperate for points. And you would would think they're going to come to try and shut up shop. Uh, they're going to play very similar tactics you might have thought, be a bit rough, be a bit get stuck in in the tackle, a bit hard to beat, uh, and try and nick a goal. So Stockport County can take great, great belief from that last game. They're going to need to be patient, they're going to need to be persistent, but they're also going to need that belief that if they stick to their guns, they can break the door down. They, they did it last week against Curzon Ashton. Let's do it again this week. And the next goal now is to go out and beat FC United in the Cup. The goal now is to beat FC United in the next round of the FA Cup. We we knew that F, uh, FC United were going to be one of the two teams. Uh, of course, it was going to a replay. FC United, it's, it's bizarre that we speak about all these teams down at the bottom of the division. I know it's taken uh, league form into the Cups, which you can't really do. But FC United, they're, they're not having a good time with things at the moment. They're finding themselves down the bottom end of the table. Uh, and they're going to be looking to the FA Cup to find some momentum of their own. So it could be that the few, the next few games aren't the prettiest 
for Stockport County, but they they know that they've got it within them. They've got this this, this belief and this spirit to get in in behind teams who specifically come not to concede. FC United, we know we know that they come in numbers. We know that they bring great crowds, and it's going to be a fantastic crowd at Edgeley Park. And they, their their players do feed off that. You know, they they do take belief from that. But County now know they now have this belief that if they can break teams down like they did to Curzon, hopefully like they can do on Saturday, that they have what it takes. They have that resolve and they have that belief and that faith in the gaffer uh, to really take that confidence and get the job done. And I think that's what they will do against FC United. Great. So who's your player of the week for this week? My player of the week uh, last week, I mean, where else do you go other than Adam Thomas? I know we shouldn't keep referring to one player, but he really has been a bright spark for me. When he came back from his injury, it's never nice seeing a player get injured like that. And you think, is he going to come back? Is he going to be the same player? We didn't even know what the same player was because we've not really seen enough of him. He comes back, gets on with it. He's a spark. He's a key. He's he's the exciting player that that fans want to see. You know, we had one last season. Who's going to be the exciting player this season? You know, Adam Thomas wants it to be him. And he comes in, he shows that he can offer it. He he gets his head down, he runs at players, uh, and he pops up with a finish that I'm delighted to see. Uh, I really am, because he's taken it so well. First time, precise finish around the keeper. One that he's not expecting. You know, you, you see Jason Oswell just tee him up. Well, you're thinking if you're playing with Jason Oswell, you're playing with a number nine who needs a goal and he's in front of goal. Uh, he's going to go for it himself. But what does he do? He turns around. Uh, and he tees up his his teammate who takes it sublimely. I tell you what, if you were watching that game and you didn't know that Adam Thomas had been out for a while, you would not believe that he had, <laughs> you know, just been coming back from these serious injuries. So he is my player of the week. OK, and who's your player to watch for this week? A player to watch for me this week. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the spotlight back around to Jason Oswell because I'm a big fan of Jason's and he started the season on fire and he struggled a little bit, but I don't think that's down to him. I think teams have, teams have seen him and they've got a little bit scared because he's got such a fantastic record in Wales. He started hit the ground running over here. So teams are doubling up on him. They're making it awkward for him. They're trying to suss him out early on, letting him know that he's in a game. You know, Curzon Ashton, uh, they were not timid to let him know he was up against a tough defence and they were playing defenders in midfield and in defence. So they were, they were really ready for him. Uh, and, Having seen Jason, seen the kind of player that he is, he's going to get the bit between his feet. I see him, I see him taking this as a challenge. He wants to get on the team. He wants to get on the score sheet. He is a striker who he knows where the back of the net is. So he will be used to teams trying to suss him out. And now the onus is on him, uh, you know, to use this momentum game from the cup. Uh, we, we are looking for points back on the board. I think he's going to lead the line. I think he's going to be my player to watch this week. Number nine, Jason Oswell. <laughs> 